Please be seated. There is a lot kind of going on today and my thoughts for what I wanted to share were kind of going a couple different directions and um, I know this worked out pretty good at eight so we'll give it a shot here. I'm, I'm kind of going to pick one direction but I'm going to kind of circle around I think. So there's a couple things going on as I said. One of course is that it's, it's Mother's Day so if any of you have a mother you know you can give thanks for today. Um, and uh, it's also we're celebrating the Sunday of the, Aton uh, the sorry the Ascension so we remember that 40 days after Easter Jesus ascended into heaven and we it was actually last Thursday and we mark that day as an important kind of transition in the life of the church um, and and so we've got those kind of things going on and and when we read in this gospel today and in, in the other readings we 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 pick out a couple of things that I think are really important for us especially in this sort of farewell address of Jesus from John's gospel and the first is that though um, we are sent into the world though we we are called out of the world right we we are separated in some sort of way Jesus calls us and through our baptism we are we are marked as part of the body of Christ and so not wholly of this world but yet Jesus says we aren't meant to be separate from the world we are different but not separate Jesus says I am sending them into the world I am not asking you to take them out of the world I am asking you to protect them from the evil one and so one of the things that's really important about being a follower of Jesus is is that we are not called to separate ourselves we're not called to build walls around ourselves so that we don't have to be muddied or tainted by the world around us we aren't a better people than those who are not baptized we are a different people but we are not better than them. We are just like them. Only we have heard and responded to Christ's call to be among his people. But everyone is invited to be among his people. And one of the problems I think that Christians have had in the, in the past is this idea that because we are called, because we are, are grafted into the body of Christ, we are somehow better. Now, I don't think this is a big problem, frankly, in this group, in the Episcopal Church, that's kind of, you know, straight down the middle for us that we aren't better than other people. But there are lots of Christians who feel like their role is to separate themselves and not be tainted by the world around them, to create their own sort of uh, uh, culture that encapsulates itself and that doesn't have to interact with those people out there. But Jesus is very clear in this address that we are, in fact, called to be out in the world that we are called to be his people and we gather here in this place but the primary reason we are called here to be his people is not to gather together on Sunday morning although that's an important part of our life but to take the nourishment we receive in the sacraments and worship out into the world and to share God's love that's one of the things we're we're called to do in fact it's the it's the primary purpose of Jesus's life death and resurrection to empower us and to give us an example of how we are called to live our life. And as I mentioned, today is also uh, Mother's Day. And, and though it's, for the most part we mark Mother's Day, you know, I've never preached on Mother's Day before, by the way. In West Virginia, where I came from, it's a big deal. 
church and Mother's Day because everybody there is pretty much a Baptist or a Methodist and as my friend the Baptist ministers told me the difference between the Baptists and the Methodists in West Virginia is the Methodists are the Baptists who can read and write <laughs> so take that as you may but it's a it's a big deal and and for us Mother's Day is not on the liturgical calendar right it's not it's not a day that we mark in terms of a, as a religious feast day or anything. Um, but for lots of Christians, it's a, it's a big deal. In fact, I'm pretty sure for like, you know, uh, the Baptist and Methodist churches in West Virginia, it was probably a bigger day than Easter. I mean, it was the penultimate celebration of the church. That and Pastor Appreciation Week. <laughs> Sometimes I was a little jealous of them, to be honest. But no... Um, but, you know, although we celebrate it with, uh, with flowers and candy and, and, you know, crafts that kids make at school and cards and, and brunch. I don't really understand brunch. I like breakfast. I like lunch. I don't really want to mush them together. We, <laughs> we don't have a dinner. I don't know why we have brunch, but it is what it is. So if you're going to go have a mimosa after this, kudos to you. Um, but... But that's not its origins. And one of the things that's really interesting, I don't know if you know this, but Mother's Day was invented in West Virginia. It was invented in West Virginia and grafted in West Virginia, which is kind of in the middle of the state. And though, you know, we live in divisive times. I mean, I think all of us kind of feel this, that we live in a, in a, in a society currently in our nation that feels very tenuous sometimes, that the common project has kind of gotten lost as we, we find ways to divide ourselves. And one of the things about being a Christian is that we aren't called to divide ourselves, right? There's not, as Paul says, there's no Greek or Jew, there's no free or slave, there's no man or woman, there are only those in Christ. Woo-woo! <laughs> I gotta get the train whistle uh, phone thing. That's, I have crickets, that's way better. Um, and, and so in our country, you know, we have divisions along, on, along racial lines, you know, black and white and, you know, people of color and, and, and you know, sort of a, a majority that is not and a lack of understanding between these communities and a, and a real sense of othering. We have, we have a society that doesn't fully embrace the, the equality of men and women, that, that all people of, of both genders and, all, you know, the other ones that are cropping up now are all invited to participate fully in our common life. We have, we have divisions along partisan political lines, you know, Republicans and Democrats, blues and reds and all that kind of stuff. We live in a terribly divisive time, but I don't think it's the most divisive time. This is kind of getting us back to Mother's Day in that, you know, in the period of the Civil War was way more divisive. It was so divisive that they, they divvied up and created armies and fought each other. It was a horribly divisive time. And in West Virginia, it's a border state. And so the division that was felt in the whole country was felt even more so there because individual families were separated. That, that you know, some sons would go and join the federal armies and some would go and join the Confederate armies. And my, my very own great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather was in a federal regiment and got himself killed at the Battle of Winchester. Um, and though I can't prove this, family lore is that uh, that family split 
that my great-great-grandfather and another brother joined the federal side and another brother joined the confederate side. And in the aftermath of that conflict, of that terribly divisive time, you know, it wasn't like the war ended and now we're all friends again. It was difficult. And in this community of Grafton, West Virginia, it was especially difficult because there were, there were women whose, whose husbands and sons and brothers had, had marched off and, and maybe never came home. And especially for those on the losing side, it must have felt like, why did they sacrifice their loved ones? To what, to what end and what purpose? And even those who came home were, were altered and changed. And so there was a woman, her name was Anna Jarvis, and she decided that she was going to do something about this. She was a, a deeply faithful woman, a Methodist, and, and she decided that, that God's reconciling work was her job to do. And so she decided that she was going to have a picnic every year, invite all of the mothers of the community to come together and to try to heal their divisions, to kind of fill the brokenness that had been created by the loss of their, of their sons and their husbands and their fathers maybe, and to, and to bring a little bit of Christ's light into the darkness that, that had descended on their community in this terrible conflict. And it wasn't her, but her daughter so inspired by her mother's example, wanted to create a federal holiday called Mother's Day. And so she lobbied Congress, and they finally did. In 1914, President Wilson signed the, the order designating Mother's Day. But, but whatever it has become today, its origins are in a really radical activism. The idea that people who have had differences, who have hated each other, who have, who have tried to kill one another, who have suffered, who have been broken, can come together as a single people. That God's reconciling work is something that can happen right here and right now. That the divisions that we face aren't those created by the almighty creator of heaven, but are things that originate in us. That God's vision for us is not a world divided between us and them and reds and blues or gray and silver or whatever but a single people. There's only humans. And so on this Mother's Day, what I would ask you is you're celebrating your, your mother or you're remembering your mother or you're being celebrated by your children. I hope you are, by the way, celebrated by your children. I still have to call my mom. That's why I remind myself. <laughs> that we remember in that That God's call to us is to reconcile the world, the differences among us. We're remembering the ascension. And the truth is that it would be so much easier if Jesus had decided to stay. If we had problems, we could go straight to Jesus. He, he has a body. He walks around. He eats broiled fish. You know, he's, he's here. And it would be so much easier if he had decided to, to just stay and, and tell us what to do. And give us the answers to the problems as they come up. And so many hurts and brokenness and so many bad things could have been avoided if we could just have kept Jesus here with us. But that's not God's plan. Jesus ascended to be with his Father and gave us the Holy Spirit so that we might be inspired and empowered to continue Jesus' work ourselves. 
And in the same way that Anna Jarvis in her little town in West Virginia decided that, that the women that she knew and had loved in her community should find a way to heal the brokenness that had descended upon their lives. So each of us is called in our everyday lives, in the places we work, in our schools, in our, our communities, in our neighborhoods, to find the divisions that are there and to heal them. To be the person who's willing to set aside whatever it is that's holding you back. Rancor, anger, rage, disappointment. And reach out your hand to, to find your neighbor who is in need. To find your neighbor whom you disagree with. To find your neighbor who has, has been filled with the darkness of the world and shine a little light in their lives. And that we aren't called to solve all of the world's problems. We are called to interact with individual people in our lives and to make a difference, to be in relationship with them, to find reconciliation and hope and love. And maybe when we do that, it will turn into some great big huge worldwide thing like Mother's Day. Probably not. But it's possible. And the only way that we can work to build the kingdom as if each of us, one person at a time, lives into Christ's example and becomes the person of reconciliation, becomes the person of hope. So on this day when there's so much going on, what's important for us to remember is that Jesus trusts us to do what is right. He has empowered us to do what is right. He has given us the example of how to live our lives and he knows that we can do it. We can. We have to make the choice to do it. We have to be the agents of Christ in the world. Amen.